Are we ready to do the thingy magic? Do what? The thingy magic. Do a thingy magic. You got a jig on the thingy. Brian. What? What? What is? What is she talking about? A thingy magic. What you talking about? I don't know. What were the words before a thingy magic? We gotta do a thingy magic. An intro. Yeah. Presumably the rest of the podcast, maybe I don't know. It's just unclear. You're recording this, aren't you? Welcome back to Caught Monologuing. I'm Ryan Kunzer. I'm Errol Koenig. And I'm Esther Rodriguez. And today we're talking all about The Bachelorette, which their season finale is coming up very soon. I'm very excited. Me too. Uh, Ryan has already bounced out of here because he does not want to talk about this. I've been trying to get him into it, but he just doesn't have the right passion. He does not. He's, he's not ready for the journey. He's not here for the right reasons, really. That's, he's really not. He's, he's not yeah. ready to do the damn thing. He is not. However, we are ready, uh, so we're going to wrap up the latest season of The Bachelorette with our uh, awesome, well, we'll get into that, with our Bachelorette, Becca, and uh, her uh, men, and yeah, but I think the best way to wrap it up is to kind of do a superlative of all of our favorites. That sounds good uh, to me. All of our favorite men uh, throughout the season, and then we'll kind of go from there. Um, so, let's jump right into it with the first award. The Watchability Award. We both know who this is going to. It's going to go to Jordan. Yes. Uh, Just to clarify, the Watchability Award is the most watchable, the most entertaining to watch uh, out of all the men this season. Um, And yeah, you're spot on. It's it's definitely Jordan. He is... You you felt the atmosphere of the show just kind of go down as soon as he was gone. Like, yeah, yeah, Becca Mm -hmm. wasn't into him. We all knew Becca wasn't into him. But he was just so much funnier than anyone else for the most part. He was. He's my most, uh, or my, he's my favorite uh, Bachelor Bachelorette contestant since Ashley I. Yeah. He's he's in my Mount Rushmore with uh, Ashley I and two people that I haven't thought about because I started going into the anecdote without the full anecdote, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Jordan was just so great. He had so many just iconic one-liners and just, stupid stuff that he said that made me so happy you knew he was going to be a character so he Mm -hmm. embraced it the way a lot of so-called villains don't do until they get too far in like he he wasn't looking to be a villain character but he knew who he was and he knew how to exploit that to get the camera time and i'm happy about it i mean i don't even think that i mean i think the way that you're phrasing that makes it seem a little bit that what he was doing was like putting on i guess a a, a mode or like a face to like make it seem like he is just so he gets more camera time i think the jordan that we got on this show is exactly who jordan is i think it's very similar i think he might have pumped up certain aspects of his personality a little bit more as as everyone else does i would bet you that if you met jordan on the street he's probably exactly the same way except maybe a little calmer maybe a little quieter but when you're in a situation where you're not really getting much sleep there's alcohol everywhere you're being put in these really Mm -hmm. tense situations i wouldn't be surprised if some of the things he said that sounded a little stupid or anything else it's just jordan being tired if you meet him on a day-to-day street he is who he is but maybe not quite as ridiculous yeah like i'm sure he would still have that same conversation with becca about his modeling career oh yeah uh 
Would, would he have whether stripped or to not, his underwear on camera if alcohol wasn't prob- involved? Probably, probably not. Probably not, but, but... Yeah, but, like, after, you know, the two-on-one date, which, by the way, so good. So good. So entertaining. Um, after that, when he had, I guess, the one-on-one time with Becca, that conversation would have happened regardless of whether or not there was alcohol in his system. Oh, yeah. That's, I think that's yeah. the Jordan that we've seen best is where he's gotten some time to relax, be himself, gotten some one-on-one time with the star where he's not under pressure, yeah. and he's not drunk. And I feel like if he and Becca were the type of people that had good chemistry together, we would have seen a really great conversation between the two of them. I think part of the reason why it was edited yeah. so it was more about, you know, modeling portfolio or so on is that it's really obvious that even though they're two people who mm-hmm. might even be good friends, they just don't have that kind of vibe between them. Yeah. And also just on top of that, I, I also feel like that conversation with Jordan was as one-sided as they shown. They probably made it a little bit more two-sided but it was the type of thing that jordan said he wants to listen and like hear what beck is all about and then immediately went ranting about himself yeah i feel like it's, that's who he is a little bit that's that's who he is and i think you know we are the better for that because that's just the pure jordan that i've come to know and love and i feel like um, it's a model yeah. thing as well because they mm-hmm. have to be their own brand and if they're not constantly pushing themselves and who yeah. they are and what they care about people don't notice them because they're just another pretty face in the crowd yeah no, that is that is Jordan's superpower, being himself. It is. So, yeah. His face is his professionality. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, there we have it. Um, next up in our superlatives, we have the Unexpected Award, which you can interpret that however you would like. Um, so, Esther, what do you got? Am I allowed to swear? Uh, as, yes, I'm going to bleep it, but you can swear away. Great. I'm going most unexpected ass because mm-hmm. honestly i think becca got the short end of the stake in terms of casting and i'm way sure we're gonna get to this later but yeah. i would give the award to the person who i thought was actually gonna be really chill and then turned out to be incredibly weird and kind of creepy and it's gonna go to jean blanc because i really? did not expect you know here's this cologne scent for you here's a gift all right now i want that gift back all right let me try to talk myself into it i love you oh wait no i lied i just said yeah. it because i wanted to hear it. like you had moments where like chris was creepy mm-hmm. and you had moments where lincoln definitely didn't seem all together yeah. but i want to say the pure level of like just continuously fucking up arrogance mm-hmm. Would I would say John Blanc because yeah, you got a sense from Chris definitely. just based on how he was unwinding a little bit that he was going to go to not good lengths that he wasn't going to be a good guy. I would say John's happened so yeah, quickly. That, was, that that was out of nowhere. That was also like two weeks after he got a date rose. Yeah, like a, a group date rose, which to have one of the first group date rose and and that quickly just become a d- yeah is you know. For nah. the other people this season, I would say we saw that unraveling happening. Like, we saw David getting obsessed with Jordan, so him saying yeah. awful things about Jordan makes sense. And for Chris, we saw that really possessive, not-so-great side of him coming out early on. Mm-hmm. He just seemed to kind of, you know, pull himself together over and over. So by the time he wasn't able to do that, we knew it was coming. For Jean, I, like, had my mm-hmm. rose in the ring for him. And I was like, this guy seems like he's really got it together. He seems really sweet. And then within, like, an episode, I was like, all right, no. Mm-hmm. He's the type of person where I hope that he doesn't go on a lot of dates with women yeah. in no, non-public cool places. And then went not cool very quickly. Yeah. Yeah. So I went a different route for this award. I went with... Uh, people, two people that I thought were going to 
be sent home, I think, week one. And I was very wrong on both of them, uh, mainly because of their facial hair. Uh-huh. Uh, well, not just their facial hair, also their regular hair. Just I can really just all the hair who it's gonna above be the too. neck. I mean, I'm sure you can. Uh, we talked about this in you know our last Bachelor podcast. Um, but Wills and Jason. Yeah. Were, I mean, I, I could tell pretty quickly that I was wrong about both of these guys. Because um, Wills is just the coolest. Uh, but his, at least in like the picture that they had on the website with like the tiny little mustache and like the weird fro. I like, liked it. Like, I want to just point out for the record. Yeah. I think that he's incredibly well-groomed, incredibly attractive, and the facial hair works. Well, see, the thing is when I saw the first picture, I was like, this is in- this is interesting. This is not what I would go with. This is, and I think I, I thought it was like a step too far. And like the weird, and then once I actually saw Wills, like, oh, this guy's really cool, and like he can like not and not most people like ninety nine point nine percent of people cannot pull off that hair with facial hair combo. It just for Wills, it just works. It works it, well, like you know, it matches when you his see him face. In action. It yeah. matches the clothes that he wears. It fits him. Yeah, and you know, and the other one is Jason, with his hair is still. So greasy. Not great. It's so like, greasy. it just, just. I just, I want to know yeah. if you touch it, is it slimy or are you touching like a helmet? Yeah, it's, I mean, I think it, it got better throughout the season. And by better, I mean like he had he probably more dates ran out where, of gel. not even he ran out of gel, but I feel like there were more dates where like later on in the date where it started to lose some of its hold and it started to look a little bit more natural and better. I feel like he could have done the slicked back hair if his hair was shorter because he has a good face for like slicked back hair, but it was too Well, long. I mean, it's, it's definitely the look that he's going for, which is something that I question. But he's also like a really, you know, cool, nice seeming guy that, you know, the hair I was like definitely against at first. But like after getting to know him, I was like, yeah, it's this, it's this thing. And like I was able to put that, you know, behind uh, which I didn't think at first I was. It still creeped I mean, me out a little bit because it, it made yeah. him look sleazy, and he didn't seem to be a sleazy person. So yeah, no, having I, that like exactly. sleazy hair didn't fit with him. Exactly. Once I got to know him, I was like, oh, this guy isn't a sleaze. I, whatever, I can move on. But like before that, and back when Becca didn't know who his name was in like the third week, which was kind of funny. Um, I, I felt that was one of the most human moments we really got of yeah. Becca because. I don't think they know each other's names yeah. for a long time. But also, like, good move by Jason from turning that moment in. That could have been, like, the biggest negative. We could have lost all of his confidence until, like, a moment where it was like, well, let's just take this, make it, let's get some one-on-one time, and, like, actually, I can make an impression and have our relationship grow from there. And it worked. And he got to the final four, which is farther than I thought. And I think what he was able to do after being in, I guess, a place of being forgotten so early in the season uh, to, you know, getting as far as he did. Honestly, I think he was the smartest candidate that we've seen this season because he knew Mm -hmm. how to comport himself around Becca in a way that a lot of the other men didn't really seem to. So even if he wasn't the most standout, like, person, like, if you put him in with a lineup with all the other men, you might say, all right, like, certain people have a certain look, 
or like you can tell chemistry with Becca almost immediately that he didn't seem to he -hmm. was able to go to her make that one-on-one time really stand out and build that chemistry from scratch it's like with Garrett you saw them almost immediately they had that physical chemistry and like some of the men like Colton seemed to match her more athletic body type that'll make her go oh muscles this is what I want right away and I would say he was the one who was able to go, hey, I might not fit like the exact physical type you're looking for. We might not have that immediate sexual chemistry, but I know how to build that trust with you that will create that kind of relationship chemistry that you're looking for. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, Yeah. And then before we move on, uh, I don't know if this is unexpected, but I just want to give a a shout out to uh, Clay. Definitely. Uh, Because it was unexpected that he went home so early, but it was, it's very funny how he went home. I felt so bad for the guy, but I think yeah. he handles himself well because if he'd stayed in and not done well in the season because of his injury mm-hmm. and also not made it to the final, like, four even for Becca, I think he yeah. would have had a lot of regrets. Yeah, it's it's just funny that a professional football player comes on The Bachelor and injures himself just playing football with a bunch of not professional football <laughs> players. It's, 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 it's crazy, and, you know, once you get past that, like, it's – kind of messing with someone's life and career and that it probably hurts a lot. Once you get past all that, it's it's kind of really funny. <laughs> so He was just such a sweetheart that I yeah. felt kind of sad because I really enjoyed watching him. And I, I think he was right to go this early because you could tell that as much as Becca really liked him and he's a really genuinely good guy, he was most likely not going to be in her final group. Like they didn't yeah. have that chemistry that she was building with the other guys. Mm-hmm. But – I wish he could come back for another season for something yeah. because I enjoyed watching him on the screen. Yeah, I mean, I think he probably, if he had stayed, he probably would have gotten as far as, like, Leo. Yeah, I think he'd be a strong Bachelor candidate as well. I think he'd be an interesting Bachelor candidate. However, Bachelor films during the fall season, he's going to be trying to get a job yeah. at the time. He is still a free agent, so he still doesn't have a job, but... We'll see. You know, We're let's, fingers n- crossed. Knock, knock, fingers crossed, and let's knock on wood for him. It'll be... Uh, it's back in the league. Um, but, yeah. Uh, cool. So, next up, I think we are uh, in unison about this one, is the Styling Award. Oh, definitely. The most stylish on the show. I think it's pretty obvious. But, Esther, who you got? Wills. It's always going to be Wills for me. Yeah. He, he he pulled off a romper. He pulled off several rompers. Pulled off several rompers. Did not get, got sent home any of those weeks. It just... His suits, his suits, always on point. His ties, yeah. just the way he carried himself he, in his clothing. And he was able to, like, with all of that, make it work. Like, going back to, you know, his hair and facial hair, it, the whole look together just worked so well. He's the kind of man where not only can you tell that he's confident, but he mm-hmm. knows that he likes what he wears. And the most uncomfortable thing to watch is a guy that looks like they're playing dress up, where it's not that the clothes don't look good on them, but you can tell they don't feel comfortable in it. Like mm-hmm. their shoulders are slumping or they're pulling at their shirt or something like that. And he's the kind of person where you watch him walk in and whatever he's wearing. And you're like, not only does that man look good, he knows he looks good. Yeah, definitely. So that's... That's an easy one. We can move on. Uh, so the last two awards are the least valuable bachelor and most valuable bachelor for all of Becca's guys. Uh, so who do you have for the least valuable? Hmm. That's a little difficult for this season because I feel like there are so many guys that we really didn't get to see. So if you're mm-hmm. looking at valuable in terms of who do we think didn't really contribute or is just kind of like a background well, I, person. I, I think more so... 
there is some. I'll, I'll, I'll give my pick. I think the least valuable should be someone who was there and had a, like a very, I guess, low efficiency that was there and was present but didn't really do much uh, or had a negative impact on the show. Yeah. Uh, which I think there's lots of people that you could pick with, um, you know, some people that didn't get that much time, some people that uh, just were problematic outside of the show, which made them inside of the show less valuable. But I think I'm going just purely based on the season. I'm going to give it to David. Yeah, I could easily see that. Yeah, David, while I guess it's nice to have a foil for Jordan, I feel like if he wasn't there, someone else would have stepped up. And David just went too hard against Jordan. Like, I think he was trying to be the good guy versus the villain. And he knew that he wouldn't be staying around for long. So I think he was just trying to do the best he could to get some screen time by going against, you know, the biggest idiot. I think he self-sabotaged a little bit, too. Definitely. Because you could see that Becca really liked him for the first week or two. And then as soon as he got into the, I'm just going to talk about Jordan yep. all the time, Jordan is everything, you could 100%. see that attraction just die in her. Because you never want to be the woman who's having to clean up after your man and going like, oh, he's picked a bone with the cashier this time. Oh, he can't walk down the street before yeah. he's bitching about something else. It just it gets a sense of a whiner when you have such little time with someone and all you can complain about is the other men to them. Yeah, he was there for, I think, a little bit longer than he needed to be. Um, but luckily, we got the two-on-one with him and Jordan, which Jordan definitely helped make amazing. So Yeah. I would say I have two picks for sure. least valuable. One would be in terms of we didn't really see them very much, and then what we did see didn't seem particularly, let's say, well comported of themselves. Mm-hmm. I would say Connor would be number one because hmm. the incident with the pitcher very early on, regardless of whether some people say Lincoln overreacted, some people say that yeah. Lincoln comported himself really well in comparison, and there's always going to be an argument about that. But I think yeah. the act of throwing the pitcher, even if it was spurred on by a producer, shows a lot of anger issues. And really early on in mm-hmm. the season, if this drives you so far, kind of yeah. like past your brink, very early on alcohol or no alcohol yeah but then he stayed on for like much longer than i thought he should like i'm sure becca just kept him i kept him around because he was attractive and he got a little bit more time because of the whole picture throwing incident he had to i didn't really see anything that kind of made up for it though like you didn't have any situations like even when he apologized twice and he wore glasses yeah lincoln was gross at times but whenever he was he tried to at least make up for it or do something nice or like say something nice and for connor he did one incredibly bad thing and then just kind of faded into the background for all the faults that lincoln has you can tell he was definitely in it for the right reasons yeah um but he has plenty of plenty of faults um which we will get into for my other candidate i Mm -hmm. would say chris because he messed up rose ceremony not well not necessarily rose ceremonies but the cocktail party like other people are trying to get one-on-one time with becca Mm -hmm. and his temper tantrum just kept messing things up for people let alone the way he talked about other people on the show let alone the way he treated becca just overall i would say in terms of someone who we saw a lot of and that Mm -hmm. a lot wasn't particularly good chris would be my number one yeah i think uh for i guess the purpose of becca finding love he was not super valuable however for the purpose of being entertaining oh yeah uh he at least did that like it, it watching chris meltdown was fun uh you know more so than watching some of the other people melt down like he was just you could see him just going crazy 
Oh yeah, David and was annoying. Connor it, blended into the woodwork. And and then just watching, uh, watching uh, Chris just self combust was just really 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 entertaining. So I would say though I did worry about Becca's safety with Chris. Like I know producers are there and people will step in, yeah. but he had the kind of vibe as the kind of guy who if you told him no would mm-hmm. continue doing what he wanted to do. So I was a little worried about yeah, him. Yeah, I mean, if, 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 not, if he had gotten farther, but he was never going to get farther. Yeah, I would say the part where I was most worried was when he went to her apartment and she was very visibly drunk and him not wanting to be walked out and things like that. Yeah. I was more worried in like that scenario is like how far will the producers let him push for TV and stuff like that. Yeah. So that's why I would always be a little bit more, even though it was entertaining, part of that entertainment came from, you know, fear from the lead or for the lead. Yeah. That That is fair. That's, yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I agree. There, there was definitely some of that going on, but I think just some of the other, his other moments where he was, you know, immediately jumping in for this guy's not here for the right reasons and then, like, just keeping it going throughout the whole season, even after, like, a minute of him having a good one-on-one date. But whatever. Uh, let's move on to the most valuable Bachelor. Who do you got? I would say Blake, honestly. Blake. Because I feel like whether or not Blake can be a little too intense. Yeah. I would say not one because he's you know gonna be in the final two mm-hmm. two because you can tell he really genuinely cares for Becca mm-hmm. and he's been the kind of person who just rides out all the other shit that's going on like his one-on-one date with Becca was surrounded by smashing things that related to Ari and the kid just carried through it. If you put yeah. someone like Chris in there or Lincoln in there, there is a chance that you might have them, you know, making comments that could upset Becca more or yeah. have been upset that this date wasn't about them. Yeah. And Blake just went, Definitely. all right, Becca needs this. I'm going to be what she needs. Let's just f*** up some Ari. Let's do it. So I would say Blake was kind of like my breath of fresh air because you had some sweethearts like Clay that were in there that you could tell were just there to get to know Becca. Mm -hmm. But out of all the people that went super, super far, I feel like Blake was the most genuine and we saw the good sides of him and we saw the really clingy, immature sides. And I feel like having someone who you can tell is not only there for the lead, but also more of a human being than we get to see sometimes from some of the other people Mm -hmm. because of his edit. It could be some other people have that kind of breadth of emotion and connection, and we just haven't quite seen it. But for me, yeah. at least, like I enjoyed watching Blake. I think Blake throughout most of the season, I would agree. Um, however, I think over like the past couple weeks, he's gotten much more in his head, and I think it's gotten a little bit, at least for me, a little annoying. I feel like he's self-sabotaging a little bit. But I don't know how much of that is editing and how much of that is him himself because the one thing I do want to point out is a lot of the scenes that they show him talking to Becca with, even especially lately on like hometowns Mm -hmm. and fantasy suites, is him going, this is a little difficult because, you know, all the other men. And we don't know for certain that, you know, Garrett or Jason isn't saying the same thing and we're just not being shown that. Well, I I think they probably amp it up a little bit more. However... If Garrett or Jason uh, were saying the same thing, uh, or even in the previous rounds, you know, really, if anyone was saying that that same type of stuff, uh, it would 
definitely be highlighted because it's something that they like to highlight when it's there. I think they might have been mentioning it, but not nearly to the extent that Blake was, which is why they have all that material to fund Lulu and Blake. Yeah. You I've, know, it, there's a reason why it's popped up as much as it did. And I think, I don't know if, if it's a little bit more annoying to me than other things, just because, I don't know, but... I feel like Blake's in a difficult position, Mm -hmm. and this could be a controversial thing that I'm saying, but in terms of who Becca's probably going to pick in her final two, I think Becca has been made has made it very very clear who her front runner is and has for the majority of the season so i think being in blake's shoes of going into the final two and having yeah, that kernel and, of and him hoping but knowing it's not going to be him yeah i mean i i, I would say that the thing that makes that's making him worried isn't that uh he feels like he's behind necessarily which because i i think you know after their one-on-one dates and all that stuff he knows that like his connection with becca is real and all that stuff he's just worried because becca has said a couple times that there's two people that are really leading and he knows that well if i'm having something this good with becca that probably means gareth also has something as good with her and you know it before then you know i guess it didn't really make sense because or uh, before then like i might have been a little bit more comforting because there were so many other guys in the house yeah uh he had and, someone to connect with to talk about their connection, yeah. but it didn't seem like it had but, to be the most important thing. Exactly. And, but, like, now, you know, now that he's down to the final two, uh, you know, we he, he's it's, he's totally just in his head and getting all crazy. Um, but, yeah. Uh, so, before we go on and, I guess, finish that conversation, let me get out my most valuable Bachelor pick. All right. Let's hear it. Um, well, I think there were some guys that were on for a decent while. I gave serious consideration for Will's. Because he was very entertaining. Jason also, he made strong pushes towards the end. He was just seemed like a really nice guy. He yeah, made I just for don't good think television. they had the connection. Exactly. Yeah, the same emotional connection as the other top guys. But again, it's, this seems this is going to be relatively predictable coming from me. I think the most like the, I already gave him the watchability award, but just literally every time he spoke. It was something that entertained me and made me excited for the show. And even if his connection with Becca wasn't nearly as strong as some of the other guys, he just, he made this season worthwhile. It was, I mean, the season I think has been definitely lacking a little bit. Some of the guys have been pretty boring. Um, Some of the controversies have, has, has overshadowed and made some of the guys that would normally make for entertaining television kind of, go to the back uh or at least their story arcs you know aren't shown as much just because you know they know they shouldn't show them on on tv and i feel like just jordan was there and just every time he was out there and or on camera he just did his thing and was just so entertaining and just so great for the show and i would assume for becca you know even if they didn't have a romantic connection probably fun to just have around and you know yeah i can see why she kept him as long as she did where i think he got sent home right at the point where she had Mm -hmm. to prioritize strong romantic connections first because they were getting down there Mm -hmm. but i could see her wanting to keep around because i feel like he'd be a fun person just to talk to as well yeah like he might be crazy but like having crazy friends is kind of fun yeah there i feel like there's a certain point in the season where whoever the lead is 
like has to go through and pick which of these people they have a connection with because they could be great best friends and which of those people are taking mm-hmm. that next step into romantic. And I feel like Jordan and Becca could have been really good friends. Yeah, potentially. So we'll see. We will definitely see. All right, so let's get to our next category, which I guess we can also kind of say is a superlative, but who do you think is going to win the show? Who We're down to our final two. It's Blake versus Garrett, uh, and we have the men tell all and then the finale uh, coming up. Who do you got uh, going home with Becca? Who's, who's getting that ring and, and immediately giving it to Becca? I feel like we're both going to say the same person. And that person was Garrett. Yep. Honestly. Yeah. I would say Becca is not being particularly good at shading who her top choice is. I think like you're, she's, you're not wrong. She's but, doing her best, but I think the connection that she had with him was so strong so quickly that yeah. it's been hard for her, even when she is building those really serious connections with other guys, mm-hmm. to not constantly compare them to how strong her connection with Garrett was. Yeah, and I think on, on top of that, going back to what I was just saying about Blake, uh, with Garrett, she's never had that doubt. I think she's worried that Blake might be running away. Or might, you know, self-combust. Like, she's worried that Blake is a little bit too emotional with Garrett. He's just been so steady and just such a good presence on her, at least in their face-to-face interactions when they've been in in, uh, the house and on all their dates and all that stuff. I feel like her and Garrett, like, she can just see herself and Garrett just together forever and never having any issues because they haven't had any issues so far in the season. And I think that's makes it a safe pick. Um, but also just, they just really like each other. So it's just, I would say also there is an issue that I think Becca's been glossing over. Well, yeah, There's well. been issues that she's been glossing over, but it's nothing that she's really had to deal with. Yeah. I feel oh, like, yeah, well, I would say the issue is just like for when in terms of finding like a romantic partner, you need to really take a look at like who they are, what they're like. Mm-hmm. It's gonna take me a minute to like frame into correct words, but I feel like gotta watch out for the red flags. It's basically yeah, because yeah. Becca has her like red flags listed off in Blake is that he's young, he's a little bit immature mm-hmm. in comparison to some of the other guys. Yeah. He loves really intensely, and sometimes being the focus of that intensity can be a lot. And yeah. she's a little worried that if that intensity falls away or gets turned, yeah. he'll run away or their relationship will fall yeah. apart. But I see a lot of red flags also going up for Garrett, and I feel like she's mm-hmm. not acknowledging them. And I would yeah. say in some ways she's got her rose colored glasses on early, like she picked garrett and i think when she really picked him although she's really moved by blake and jason for a while Mm -hmm. or so on she hasn't been able to take that step back and say okay i've listed out you know the pros and cons for jason and the pros and cons for blake i need to do the same pros and cons with garrett just as diligently i mean i i think there's really just one big red flag for garrett that i guess i could see on the show um but i think for becca she's been focusing on i guess the red flags that are important to her especially after right after the Ari heartbreak she's like everyone has to be 100 percent honest like they're never gonna leave me uh, i have to feel really good about it and with blake now that he's getting a little bit you know worried i think she's a little bit worried that he's gonna leave you know and see too. 
my worry would be also I don't think Garrett's ever given her a really good solid straight answer about his ex and he might have it's something that they haven't shown but the whole idea why he can't really frame things well because he can say that they left because she wasn't good for them and they didn't have a good relationship but he hasn't really been able to put into words like what bonded them together and things like that and his his story keeps changing in a way that makes me worried also that let's say they do get married and then he wants to put like you have to do this for me or this is what our relationship is going to be and if she disagrees i could see garrett as being the person most likely to drop her and go well this is another crazy yeah. woman well i mean it's so i mean that's the red flag that i was talking about he not only has never given like a really straight answer his only answer has been she like after we got married we did love each other but after we got married she got crazy and got super mean and we started hating each other and that's not really a good answer because like he didn't say what changed because it's relationships are two-way streets and, you know, if one person starts going off the deep end, that must be at least somewhat related to what the other person is doing. I feel like and... when a marriage or relationship breaks up, if it's immediately afterwards, it's really easy to say, oh, these are all the things the other person did wrong and I'm not at fault. Yeah. But I feel like once you've been broken up or divorced for a while, you can look back on a relationship back and, and say, hey, yeah, you know, but... there are all these things that they did wrong. I also maybe didn't handle this situation or that situation possibly the best way. Like maybe I wasn't there for them in these matters. Even if you have like a super abusive relationship, it's easy to take a step back and say, hey, there were these red flags early on. And instead of handling like this part, I should have, you know, gone to talk to my family about it. I should have confronted them directly about this. And they're able to take a step back and say, these are the ways the relationship went wrong. And my issue with Garrett is he kind of gives a different answer every single time he says it, and it doesn't necessarily seem to line up. It's close, but, like, it's always not. Well, first she she was crazy, and then she didn't want him to spend time with his family, and then she did want him to spend time with his family, but didn't like the things that they did. And there's a lot of, like, back and forth. I mean, yeah, and I I guess in his defense, um, the family, uh, when Becca did do the hometown uh, with Garrett, the family was definitely on Garrett's side. And of course, families are going to be on their son's side. But like, they were like 100% on board with this, you know, girl was crazy. So there, he might not be 100% wrong. He definitely probably messed up and missed some of the red flags early as well. But the fact that the family agrees with him so wholeheartedly kind of is like, well, all these people can't be that on the same, can't, can't be that wrong. What but, I would worry about is that yeah. the manner in which his family was like full in his court is good. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that families are supporting him because we don't talk enough about men who end up being in abusive relationships with yeah. women. What I would worry about is how exactly did the family step in? What did those conversations look like in terms of what did the family see with relationships going bad? Because if the family is the type of group that will go all in on this one girl, Mm -hmm. she's perfect, she's perfect, don't look at anything wrong, she's perfect. And then the second something seems to go off, it's then, oh, no, 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 she's bad, she's bad, she's crazy like the other one, she's crazy like the other one. How exactly they'll influence him and his relationship with Becca. I mean, I haven't thought about it that way until right now, but there's a chance that, like, the girlfriend was like, you know, you can't, spend all your time with your family you have to spend a little bit more time with me and then garrett turns around to his family and was like well then she's crazy and like how is she not letting you spend you know time with us and that maybe they could have had garrett turn against her in the first place so it could be the family's issue not even garrett's but i would say it's a difficult situation it's 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 just a red flag that 
should be more examined by Becca, at least than it has been showed yeah. shown on the show. We don't know if the producers like got to film them sitting down and having this long conversation where he laid out exactly where they went wrong or what was going on and they had that yeah. in-depth and that's why she's so calm about it. Yeah. Yes. Or if the fact that Garrett reminds her a lot of her dad kind of overshadowed that towards the beginning and now she's too in love with him for it to really yeah. show up as much. Because the issue with this kind of thing is when it comes to an abusive relationship, you want to believe the victim because to not believe the victim is to take mm -hmm. away their ability to talk about something that was very difficult for them especially in cases of men saying hey this woman was really abusive to me even if it wasn't physical abuse emotional abuse is just as valid mm -hmm. so it's hard for me to say i don't necessarily believe all the answers that garrett gave or handled something because on the one hand he could be being extremely honest about a really difficult situation and the reason why he's not talking about things is because it's really hard to talk about yeah or on the other side he could be the kind of person who is as they call it a mama's boy or a family boy yeah. where whatever his mom or his family say goes and if anyone disagrees with that well there must be something wrong with them yes. and we don't know him well enough and hopefully becca does to be able to tell one way or the other mm -hmm. yeah so we'll see that's that's definitely a red flag that she should be watching out however there are other red flags that have come out uh after the show finished filming and during the season that i feel like we should talk about because i think we might have mentioned this in the first episode i think uh, so. with garrett but more stuff kept on coming out about some of the other guys um but like for garrett uh it turns out that he was liking a whole bunch of uh uh, I guess right-wing posts on Instagram. Some of them very that, racist. That some were of them very misogynistic. Yeah, and not not only right-wing because if you are Republican, by all means, that's fine for you. Uh, it's if that's what you believe in, great. I believe in democracy. Fine, do your thing. However, if you are posting, uh, or if you're liking pictures about people throwing babies over the wall built by Trump, uh or it's like it, there you was... can you can have your own political views but your political views should not infringe upon the rights of others that, yeah. that's where it runs down you can be a republican but being a republican doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be a nazi there are lines for things yeah and like it's just yeah just for and like some of the things that he was liking were just not very white supremacist a, a very white supremacist also not even that funny they're, um, they're not. But, it's not one of those where you could say, oh, a while back, like several years back when he was young and stupid and in yeah, high no, school or was... college, he liked a funny joke that because ableism is things that people are talking about now, he might not have realized was ableist or like something yeah. that was kind of sexist, but it was something everyone said back in the day. And him going out and went, hey, I was in high school. I was in college. I yeah, made no, some stupid is, choices. This, this is, is how I changed. This is present day Garrett and yeah. the you know, same mistake that mistakes that, that he's made. Which is going to be interesting because Becca is, uh, I believe she's uh, a Democrat, you know, as... She talks as, a as, lot as, about being liberal and a feminist. So yeah, it'll and, be... and I'm pretty sure Joe Biden was her cover photo on uh, it, Twitter yes. for like a while. So like, And it, he was a very much a Hillary supporter as well. Like she's been yeah. very vocal about it. Yeah, so I mean, I, I think there definitely definitely issues with Garrett, you know, outside of the show. Um, but I don't think any of that should have made him, I guess, like, like disqualified him from trying out. And, and I think like, it definitely makes him problematic. I think it depends on the scope. Something that needs to be discussed. If that um, makes sense. Yeah, it depends on the, the the scope. And I think liking pictures on Instagram, while like the pictures were wrong, he definitely shouldn't have done it. I don't think 
necessarily should have disqualified him specifically for that one reason. However, I would say some of the posts, though, like there, there needs to be, I think, more of a discussion about how social media and social yeah. media likes indicates who yeah. you are as a person. Because some of the things that he was posting were very, you know, anti-women in a way. And I'd be yeah. worried about having Definitely. a bachelor candidate who's very misogynistic going yes. for someone I, who will be married to this woman or at I, least engaged. You're, you're not wrong, which is why I, I think like, even though I don't think it should disqualify them, I think it, the conversation should be had. Uh, and I feel like the show kind of didn't necessarily bury it. Like they were fine with all the stuff that happened after it was open. But I think the show, we should like, we, we should know that Becca knows what his political views are. Yeah, I, we I feel know. like the show glosses over on a lot of conversations that yeah. should be have because there is a large population that watch the show that are very Christian, that are very white, that might yes. hold some of the same political beliefs as Garrett. Which they makes don't... it t- tough for ABC. Yeah, like I exactly. think the conversation between Becca and Ari actually about religion and Ari saying that he actually was kind of an atheist and you know wouldn't go to church for becca because that was important for her but mm-hmm. wouldn't go because he believed in god was yeah. one of the first time you've had a candidate on the bachelor or bachelorette cohen and Who, say straight yeah. i don't i'm not like super christian i don't necessarily yeah. believe in this yeah so it's it's i don't know it's definitely raises a question however there were some guys on this season um well one in particular that has done things worse than just liking some instagram post mainly um uh, sexual assault uh and i'm i'm referring to lincoln because this happened about mid-season uh and he's been officially convicted in case you're not aware no so uh in the middle of the season um some investigative i guess reporting by uh emily spivey former bachelor uh contestant uh turned i guess reporter bachelor reporter great whistleblower Um, honestly yeah and someone just told her that this lincoln guy uh, I, I saw him leave the court up in, I forget what town in Massachusetts, like somewhere in Massachusetts. I saw him leaving the court and I didn't know what was up with that. Maybe you should just look and check out. And because the court records are open to the public, she just reached out to, you know, someone in the area, say, hey, can you check this out for me? And it turns out that he was convicted of, you know, groping someone on a cruise ship. And that was something that completely passed over the heads of uh and the, it shouldn't the, the, the background checks it shouldn't have it's it's public it, record it's public record and i don't know how it was missed but like that it's very problematic that it, it raises was, a lot of questions yeah. in that was it actually missed and if it was missed do they really need to think a lot better about how they're doing these yeah. background checks or on an even more problematic side are they fully aware of these things and choosing not only yeah. to allow these contestants and on anyway, it. but not tell the lead about it? And that would be the so thing that would worry me most. I have faith in the people that run this show, that they're good people and not trying to set Becca up with, you know, this convicted criminal. I mean, it, it pulls out people from, I believe, Rachel's season. I don't know a lot about the previous seasons, but mm-hmm. I've been trying to do some catch-up, where yeah. they, you know, allowed on some very vocally racist candidates for a season where the yeah. female the, lead is black. Yeah, no, And that should have never been allowed. Yeah, no, I, I remember that. That was uh, Lee uh, from Rachel's season, and while he didn't have any issues with Rachel, he had issues with some of the other uh, black contestants on the show and like he, he's i think that was like the first time when they kind of missed the ball on social media because 
all of his stuff on social media was old tweets where he was very racist. That's how we found out, and it kind of just conflated all of the problematic stuff that he has said and done on the show. That should then also raise the question is, if someone is being really, really problematic, not problematic, and as we sometimes call social justice warrior terms, mm-hmm. where if someone doesn't use the exact correct language in the exact correct yeah. way at all times being problematic. I mean, problematic is in demonstrating something that really doesn't hold with certain moral values that these contestants should have. What yeah. what kind of role does ABC then play in the runners of the show? Like if someone who is a contestant talks about, let's say, raping the lead, mm-hmm. should they then be pulled out of the show? What should be the rules in place? What's have the someone... protocol for dealing with someone that has done wrong things? Yeah, as I... in like for Lee's case, if he says something incredibly racist to some of the other men on the show – and your lead is also black and you're putting her yeah. in an unsafe position yeah. and not letting her know that she's in an unsafe position. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it's, again, I have faith that these people aren't as terrible as they could be and that they don't know that these people are, you know, racist or in, in the case of Lee or in the case of Blinken that, like, they just... They messed up in their, I guess, scouting the thing, thing. I mean, my, the my, thing that I would worry about yeah. though is that even though they messed up, and like I completely agree that a lot of these, like the people running the show, want the best for the people in the show. That's why it exists. They want their like runners to actually find love. But I think there's a sense kind of of saying, oh, these things aren't so bad because I would bet you a lot of yeah. the people running well, the show so- are white and somewhat privileged and being able mm-hmm. to come in and saying, you know oh, these tweets are really racist or misogynistic, but it's fine because, you know, it's a joke and being able to kind of pass mm-hmm. off these yeah. things. Well, I, I would, I mean, I don't know if I'm just reading too much uh, into what is happening. Like, I, again, I, I might have too much blind faith that the people who are doing this show are good people. But like after the stuff with Lee, there were many articles talking about how this was not okay. Um, and I don't remember, you know, how the show responded uh, but it was, you know, it that was tough. But that was also on top of the thing that happened on Bachelor in Paradise, when uh, Corinne and Demario had their whole had had their whole uh, getting too drunk and not consenting, being too dr- both being, being too drunk, both to of consent. them being too drunk to consent. So I, again, that one was no one's. That was fault. no one's. It was fault. just they were too drunk to consent and. Uh, Someone on the set felt uncomfortable with it, and then that led to the show being shut down, which that, on top of the stuff with Lee, Bachelor, I, I think Bachelor, the people running the show, know that these controversies don't help the show. People, I, after those things, were like, well, should we stop watching? Because this is very problematic. And then from there, we got into, uh, you know, we got into to RE season, which, you know, all things considered, they didn't really have any huge issues other than I mean, Mikkel was found out to have liked a lot of really racist things as well and then made a lot of racist comments during the run of the show so yeah, Mikkel well, was yeah, also someone I, well, I, I, I didn't know that was a thing which sucks however if it comes out that these people aren't great like it's not good for the show they don't like having you know they, yeah, they, like, I, these I feel controversies like don't help the problem is we've seen people like kind of get cast that shouldn't have been or at least the lead should have known some of these things about them and then it keeps happening and i think why it's why we're seeing all this immediate backlash is 
after the first time someone racist got onto Rachel's season, there should have been a, okay, we need to vet social media more properly. We need to figure out yeah. what the protocols are. And I haven't seen them do that. Yeah. I know partially it's because social media is a thing that they didn't have to worry about when the show first started. Yeah, or even they didn't have to worry about two year, two three years ago. Like, it, it was not the same deal. Like, I, I mean, there were still the problematic things that were going on on social media, but it's... Uh, with the rise like, of like, Trump with, and with, especially with all of that uh, and the current political climate and you know social media becoming so integral to everyday life and you know also with all the stuff going on in the entertainment industry there's just so much that it's now it's now not necessarily more important it's not that it wasn't important then it's just that now there's a spotlight on it I feel like also because of the political climate we're in, people are tending to be more vocal about some of these beliefs than they might otherwise be because their sense of, you know, people elected Trump and Trump is saying some really problematic things and doing some really problematic things. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you have all the support coming for some of the problematic things he's saying and doing. So people are more likely to do something that's racist than they would have previously because they go, hey, even if the people that I'm yelling at don't like what I'm saying, there's an audience for me. People will support me so i would not be surprised if some of the reasons why this is more outspoken these days are because people now feel like they have they the have to right to up. say it yeah so i mean you're not wrong about a lot of that it's just it's become very problematic um i mean i i've seen some tweets by you know mike fleiss the creator of the show and rob mills who's the in charge of uh, abc or like alternate alternative programming or something like i forget exactly yeah. what his title is but uh, like some people that are that, that run the show and they're like if we had known these things we you know they wouldn't have been on the show they like it's just that they the people that they use for vetting were not good and I don't know if it's because they changed their vetting system after some after I guess maybe maybe they changed their vetting system like two years ago uh, or like a year ago when or maybe the their vetting and system stuff, just or, didn't ask for social media yeah and I think that's something that they're definitely going to change i think whatever they're doing is going to change in future seasons because if it doesn't they're in trouble i think if they have another incident or two as bad as some of these the The show could be over the show could be over like fans will you know the i think the they'll get some people that don't mind just like this is it's not worth it why are we putting this person in danger for you know our entertainment and i think you know it's We'll see uh, what happens with it, but there is lots of lots of controversy that happened this season. I feel um, like one of the things that they need to do, even if they've been touchy about doing it because they don't want to alienate some of their fan base, they need to speak more about politics on the show, but not necessarily politics as in who you're voting for, but what you consider to be the ideal morality of your partner because yeah, it's really hard to talk around if, some of these things. Because I think for some people... I mean, I'm just looking at the Becca Garrett situation. If Becca is, you know, as liberal as her social media claims and as Garrett is as, uh, you know, conservative, there's a chance that a lot of their moral ideals will conflict and that, especially in such a political time as it is right now, that could lead to lots of early fights and potentially uh, early breakup, which wouldn't be... Which wouldn't be too surprising. Which wouldn't be crazy. I mean, 
It but it's yeah. not to say that, you know, a Republican can't marry a Democrat. You have to have all the exact same beliefs as your partner. Yeah. But let's say you're a strong feminist and your partner likes a photo that shows a really overweight person that's taken yeah. in oh, a really one. unflattering light yeah, and saying, oh, one. this is like what feminists look like. Look, just because she's overweight means that she's ugly. Look, this is how I view women. Yeah. It's really hard to then have to sit one. down with your partner and then say, is this how you think of me? So it's yeah. less of a... You have to have the exact same political views as your partner, but you need to have the same morality. Yeah, I agree. It's it is troubling, especially for the season, but um, it's troubling times in America. Yeah, so it's they just going forward have to be more careful uh, with you know how they vet, and given that it's two seasons of The Bachelorette in a row, it's going to be tough. I do think um, Bachelor in Paradise is hopefully better but it, it usually is better because they vet the people because they've already been once. on the show and like and if they have anything problematic or whatever they're not going to get it would have come out during the, the actual run i don't yeah. see anyone announced in the bachelor in paradise like yeah, well, up I, right now that i can say oh this person has yeah. like a shot at saying some really really awful things yeah it's so it's probably okay um but it's We'll see. Um, we'll see what happens for the next Bachelor candidate. Who do they pick? Yeah. Who do they pick for him? Yeah, I mean, also, I think that the next... Or I think the bach- the Bachelor has been a little bit better at not being as controversial. Like, yeah, I think yeah, yes, so. There was, I think there was it also just with, uh, depends Cal, on but... who gets cut out early. Because you never know if some of the people that were cut out really early in Becca's season could have also, you know, liked some unfortunate things. But, you know, they were only around for an episode and we didn't yeah. even see them talk. So no one was going to yeah. really search up their social media. Yeah, I mean, like, also, like, with the thing with Mikkel, I don't necessarily think that should have disqualified her from being able to be on the show. But, again, I think Ari figured it out or some other reason and she didn't stick around for long it's more problematic if, if something goes as long as it has in the case with garrett and becca i mean um, i would say that mikhail did but, stay around for a significant amount of time and the things that she did post were incredibly racist and i think there also yeah. needs to be an accountability had where if we go well it doesn't matter that someone who we know is racist ends up on the show and shouldn't be disqualified where do we draw the line at where we disqualify people yeah. because it, it's, it's giving a it's, voice and saying that it's okay to still say the things that you say because there yeah. aren't any well, repercussions yeah. I mean, I, I, I think, yeah, and I, I mean, it's easy for us I to mean, speak we're, we're, from a place of being both white cisgender people saying yeah. that, you know, oh, maybe it's all right exactly. or it's not all right. I would say in this, yeah, I always mean, go on the side of racist should not be allowed on the show. Yeah, I mean, I, I, again, I'm not disagreeing with you. My point is more have it known to the, like, have the contestant be able to to see this stuff while they're making the decision have like have them be so you know social media vetted they, they should make social media a part of the show they should have it so even if a character is problematic like garrett becca can see that and if it's really that and if it is something that is not good something that she doesn't like then she can just send him home and i think that, that'll also start an interesting conversation though if we have someone who is very obviously racist and then they do continue i think that would also then bring up a lot of questions about you know who was chosen as the lead and what their values are so this gets yeah. into a lot of muddy water on who we do and do not allow that, that, that is true it might just be easier it's definitely easier for all of them but i also think that 
it, it, it casts a, a lot of things yeah. because if ABC and the showrunners are willing to yeah. put on someone who is racist or incredibly misogynistic, then that asks you what their values are and why we are giving a voice to these kinds of people. I, we're not That's saying true. that we should yeah. take a voice away from people, but like if the things that you're saying are not something you're saying because you're trying to have a discussion about something, but because you see another group of people as lesser than yourself, yeah. what right do you have to talk over that group of people? That's true. It's you're 100% right about this. It's just yeah, it's a it's a complicated issue of like where the line where is, is drawn cuz like, drawn? you know, what if someone says some stupid stuff in college and then they they, you know, have since I guess recovered or said something earlier in their life and they now know that that's not okay. I think this is an issue we're having a lot of trouble with in social media yeah, now it's, where it's all over the place. either everyone is terrible always or everyone is a saint. And the problem is everyone has said something stupid at least once in their life. And you can't hold yeah. someone accountable when they're 35 for something they said when they were 12. But on the other hand, there shouldn't be a sense of, you know, they said this six months ago, but they've changed since then. There yeah. has to be a sense of whatever they said or did was yeah. a significant yeah. amount of time previously and they've shown a difference in who they are. Yeah, it's, and, and I think being able to show that, especially on a show like this, it's going to be tough. And also because they want to get a diverse cast of cast of people on the show, not just in getting more, you know, African Americans and people of color, uh, but like also, you know, Lee got on the show. I'm sure because he, you know, was from the South, and if you know he wasn't racist, but he got, you know, let's say hometowns seeing like his family deal with you know him dating a black girl would have been an interesting dynamic to watch on the tv like if the family had a bunch of issues it, it's just it's yeah i feel so like it's, the it's, issues it's just, the show is having are the issues yeah. that everybody's facing right now in terms of not only social media but how do we handle things like race in they, america because people be. are either going mm -hmm. we're colorblind therefore we don't have to talk about it and deal with what we're saying or presenting very like left or right points of view and there yeah. needs to be an actual discussion about what we as a culture are not only willing to put up with yeah. but how to have these conversations yeah definitely it's 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 a very tough issue and i think it's also going to be tough for um the bachelor and i guess their vetting process because while i know people can find the likes and stuff it's it's not easy to find what people like I, I don't think it is like you have to see a post come across your feed and see that like your friends have like i don't know finding that garrett stuff was something that i'm sure just stumbled upon someone's news feed and it just didn't stumble across anyone else's oh wait that's not a good thing yeah like unless they were already in the conservative groups and they had already known that that was it had to be like done and like shared by one of their friends that they weren't friends with and then they saw it's like wait why is that guy who's, to, you know, why is that guy in the likes? Why is Garrett in the likes? He's, you know, he's on the show. It's, that's not good. And then you can kind of reverse engineer. There has, there's a way to do it. Like, I don't think anyone knows exactly what it is yet because this is an issue yeah. they're coming across in a lot of different places. Yeah, so Let's talk, like, just to throw out James Gunn and what's going on with his yeah. post right now. So it. This isn't just a Bachelor-specific problem, but problem I want to see The Bachelor figure out what to do. Yeah, Even they, if it's just a statement to say, we don't know how to do this. We're doing our best. We're going to keep getting better. I just want them to not be thing. silent about it. Yeah, and I, I think they haven't been completely silent about it. 
um, I mean, it's not on the show, but you know, the creators and the the showrunners and all the the people that are in charge have been vocal about it on Twitter, and you know, I'm sure they're trying to come up with a solution. But it's again, it's a very complicated process because not only do they have to deal with all of that with, with the vetting, like it's not just like, hey, let's fix this problem, and then they find a solution. They have to find a solution, then get it approved by like Warner Brothers, it's a company that makes it, Disney and ABC, the company that distributes it. Like it has, to, it's lots of, I guess, you know, business bureaucracy. And I think they have to figure out be difficult to, where their line is, and that's a line yeah. I think they need to be public about, and, however long it takes them to draw it. We need yeah. to know where they stand because if companies and shows that have such a big following, yeah. like The Bachelor and The Bachelorette yeah. and Disney itself mm-hmm. and Warner Brothers itself, can't draw that line because they're too busy trying to pander to this large group yeah. of crowd, then I think there's going to be a lot of issues about what our media is and isn't doing. Yeah, so it's it'll be interesting to see where they go i mean hopefully after paradise there's a there's a decent hiatus between um you know bachelor or between paradise and the bachelor Um, yeah there's there's a couple months so i think they should take that time and try to figure out what they're right thing to do with maybe they've already been working on it because i'm sure they're they're currently casting for the bachelor yeah i'm gonna be really intrigued to see not only who their bachelor candidate is but who they're actually picking for their like runner-ups yeah well i think that can actually segue into our next discussion um maybe a little bit lighter of a discussion because you know that was definitely a heavy discussion an important discussion it's important discussion but um i think we should probably move on uh to who do you think the next bachelor uh should be or will be so i have two answers for that sure i think should be is as probably doesn't surprise errol at all mm-hmm. wills i think he is an amazing guy he has Mm -hmm. a lot of emotion a lot of heart more so than i think we've seen in a lot of the candidates Mm -hmm. i mean like we see a lot of blake's emotion i think wills is one of those people who is willing to sit down and show a vulnerable side you don't really see that for a lot of men yeah that's because of societal issues and toxic masculinity and a whole lot of things but to see a man sit down and be like I just want to support you. I'm here for you. Here is what I'm feeling. Here's my vulnerability. Mm. And also ready to stand up for himself, i.e. with the Chris situation where he gave him exactly two minutes. He was calm. He was kind. He was fair. But he wasn't going to be walked all over. And I think if he's interested in being The Bachelor, I think he would be a good candidate. And I think it'd be a good way for ABC to also say, these are the kinds of people we support. Not only do we want to support continued yes, diversity, because he would be the first black man who is on the show <laughs> the as a runner. Yeah. But I think it also says, like, this is the kind of values that we are putting up. We have someone who is kind. We have someone who is willing to be vulnerable. We have someone who, even yeah. if he stepped out of the car because he didn't want them to see him cry, is crying and showing the side of him Mm -hmm. but at the same time isn't going to be walked all over if he's not walked all over by the candidates i don't see him getting walked all over by the producers either yeah and also i will make a quick note um i don't even know if he got out of the car so they didn't see him cry i think sometimes when you know at least for me when i'm feeling emotional i just need to pace yeah like i can't just be sitting still and i'm sure he had a decent car ride to go he just needed to get out of the car get some fresh air like just make a couple laps uh just to calm himself down a bit and you know that's that's something that I could relate to. It's not necessarily shoving down our feelings. It's just giving us our, ourselves like a moment to just be, I guess, kind of by ourselves and just kind of just 
work through it a little bit in our head just so we're okay until the next time we think about it. Yeah, and we all know those car rides are rough. They're going to yeah. go in circles until they get whatever emotion that they want out of you. And I think Wills did a good move by instead of sitting there and letting himself be talked out until he's in a bad place to say, stop the car, I'm getting out this is like how i'm going to handle my emotions it's not going to be for you to show however you want for your (laughs) like kind of viewership bump this is me figuring out exactly what i'm going to say how i want to say it and i think that's Mm -hmm. an amazing strength and i just respect him so much yeah also his style is amazing and i would love to see him as a bachelor and getting to wear all those funky suits more rompers please more rompers all the rompers all the rompers in the world um so originally when we were just talking throughout the season i was champion championing that a word uh i was i was i was saying that blake was going to be yeah the the next that's that's my second choice as well as blake i have a feeling now my logic was normally for the bachelor it's better to have someone who's sensitive who i guess when dealing with all of, I guess, dealing with all the women, he, like, actually gets moved and, like, the stuff that happens causes him to... Definitely. To, to feel stuff and we get to, to see him react and, you know, we get to see him cry a little bit because that's always You don't want television. a cold, like, I am manly, manly, manly yes. man because then you don't really get that connection yes, because but, they're so busy you know, and that's, compartmentalizing. I mean, that, that's why, you know, Colton is... I. I definitely don't want him as the next bachelor because he's he was just i guess the definition of just no emotion he was just kind of boring because he didn't really do it'd be the same thing for garrett if garrett by whatever chance doesn't yeah it it would would probably be similar for garrett um and that originally i was like well not wills because i don't think you know he would necessarily be because he's just such a good strong guy that he would you know, he'd be able to, he wouldn't have the same emotional range as some of the other people. Uh, so that's why I was going for Blake. However, I think over the last couple episodes, Blake has been breaking down. And I think it's possible to break down too much if you're The Bachelor, which means, you know, while he would still make be entertaining and all that stuff, it just, I'm already getting a little bit tired of it now. See, what I would so. worry about for Blake is that he's the type of person, from what we can tell, that mm-hmm. bonds. Like, he sees this person. Once he starts getting a connection yeah. to that person, it is that person only. And I'd worry that, you know, he would meet all these women and there'd be one woman that catches his eye. And it would be worse than we see with Becca and Garrett. Like, you would know who Garrett was choosing within week three and you wouldn't be able to form connections with the other girls. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, I don't know. Blake reminds me a little bit of uh, Ben Higgins. Uh, as mm. in in terms of bachelor mold and i think for ben his season was interesting because he was like the first one to accidentally tell two of the women that he loved them yeah and like two separate women that he was in love with i feel like blake could fall in love because he falls in love fast you could fall in love with multiple women and that would make it interesting however i feel like he might fall too hard too fast for too many times yeah, I uh, feel like would, either would be a little bit difficult. Either he'd yo-yo we'll too much, or if he does end up being that one super monogamous person who can only really do yeah. like one woman, if he chooses this person in week three, even if he does his best to try to pretend that he's between multiple people, yes. we're gonna know, and it's gonna make it a difficult season, not only for him but all the women that have to stick around. Yeah, but 
because of that, uh, I'm changing my pick for who I think should be and also who I think will be to Wills. Yeah. Because not only is Wills, I guess, of, of the guys on the more sensitive side, which even though he is, you know, strong and a little bit quiet, you know, he, he still, you know, was crying in the car. He still had his emotional he moments. He made these connections to Becca. Um, yeah. And it's, and I think that he would be able to give some of that emotional range. Um, I'm a little bit worried that he's too much, you know, of a normal person with, you know, he wouldn't give into any of the show's BS, uh, which might make him too monogamous. He just might find like his couple people that he really likes and just the first couple episodes aren't really interesting because we know that we already know who like the final four are. That's very similar to how this season with Becca was like, we knew immediately that it was Blake. We knew that it was uh, Colton. Garrett. We knew that it was Garrett. Um, we didn't know Jason, but that was quick. We, you know, and I think it could have honestly been Lincoln or one of the two yeah. other guys if they hadn't acted out yeah, as and, the show and, went on. But like, that's the thing we, but all, also on just like from that first episode, we knew three yeah. of her top the, four, oh, three of the top four, just right off the bat. And there was one other guy that made an impression, but that wasn't until week two or three. So that's why I think that it will be interesting to, you know, that's what I'm a little bit worried about with Wills because he's a normal person and he's going to go through this like a normal person does. And when normal people are on, or I guess The Bachelor or whatever, it's kind of boring. The thing that I would think might be a pro in his column, though, is I yeah. see him the type of guy where even if he knows who his final four is really early, I can see him forming really strong friendships with the women that yeah. might also make it more interesting. Because even if we're not like, oh, how many girls he's going to make out with this time? There's going to be a sense of like, what adventures is he going to go on? Like, what are they going to talk about? Because I feel like he's the mm-hmm. kind of bachelor who, unlike Ari, isn't going to be like, yeah, that sounds really nice. I like that. He's going to be like, yeah. great. Tell me more. Here's the story from my childhood. I feel like we're going to get some of those conversations we've been missing Mm -hmm. yeah and becca's main problem i think and the reason why so many people call her boring is she's coming off of a really terrible heartbreak and her guys necessarily in terms of drama haven't been particularly great so we don't see her getting to do some of the fun adventures or other things like it's been a tough season for her as much for us at least for me with calling becca boring because i've called her boring a couple times She's not boring because she hasn't, you know, done fun stuff and she hasn't, you know, dealt with the problems. It's because she's dealing with this stuff like a normal person would. I would say I I want crazy people on my reality TV. I disagree a little bit because I found that with Becca is when all the shit's going down with the guys or so on, there's been some points where she really puts her foot down and goes, no, you're going home. Like, I'm not handling this shit. But there's a lot of when something starts Mm. to go wrong or go down, you see her kind of spiral a little bit because she didn't start the show in a great emotional place. And then every time she seems to start to, like, find her kind of, like, a path and get steady, there's, you know, Connor throwing the picture into the pool there's someone bitching about someone else and she seemed to have felt like she needed to be a moderator for these men and it's a role that you see a lot of women put into is where you have to be that emotional like rock for them and i feel like being the moderator is not the best position so it's hard to watch i I I feel like she was not put in the best position with not the best guys and also she's too normal so it was just a combination of things that led to eh. and i feel like for wills even if he is more normal i feel like 
he's not coming from the same because sexism is a thing yeah. point where if a woman starts panicking or being like unreasonable or something like that he's not the type of person that's going to sit down and go why don't we work out your emotional issues he's going to take a line and say this is what I'm willing to put up with this is what I'm looking for in a partner mm-hmm. if you can't do that we're done and I think he has the good humor to be able to do it in kind of a funny way like the sup babe with Chris like yeah. I would love to see him bring that into a season yeah the one thing that that I will also throw out there, which is another reason why I'm not positive that he's going to be the next Bachelor, uh, he's going to be on Paradise. That's true. And historically, Paradise, unless you come off looking really good, that's not where you're going to find the next Bachelor. I mean, because it happened once with Nick, who was on the, ba- the Bachelorette twice and then on Paradise. And then he looked so good on Paradise, they gave him a shot. See, my worry would also be that Wills is such an honestly great guy. I could see him finding his person in Paradise. Yeah, if that happens or if he just isn't as interesting on Paradise, we'll see. My backup choice, who I think is kind of in the middle a little bit between, uh, you know, Blake and Wills, uh, I would say Jason is also. You could see Jason trying to give himself the Bachelor edit. Not like super heavy, but he was throwing his hat in the ring as soon as he knew he was going home. Yeah. I, I mean, also, because I don't think he knew he was going home until, like, I would say the scrapbook. The scrapbook but, is his, like, tossin. Because I want to point yeah. out that one of the other big things for Ari was Ari, when he didn't make yeah. it in, like, giving the book to, I believe her name was Emily. Yeah. So I would say that that second meeting with Becca was 100%, like, a tossin to make him stay relevant. Make him, I think maybe to make him stay relevant. Also, their first conversation was not very conclusive. Like I was when I was watching it, uh, it you know it was good and fine, uh, er, but like it, it didn't feel like Becca gave him the conclusion that he deserves. Like there was still open, like a little bit of an, an open end. Like it was over, but like you know uh, it, like, the, the door wasn't closed. It's like she said bye and then walked out of the door. It's like, well, wait, am I supposed to try to follow you? Yeah, uh, and try to, but like she was gone, but like it wasn't as concrete as i think jason uh would have liked it to be um and i think I, and I think that last scene kind of helped not only cement him as a decent candidate for the next bachelor but also it gave him a little bit more of uh closure closure yeah yeah so. i think he ran into an issue where he and or he loved becca most likely and becca kind of ended up in the i love you as a best friend but yeah. we just don't have that romantic connection the way i have yeah. with well, these other two guys i don't know if it's necessarily romantic because she did say to her uh when her uh friends came on uh that he was the best kisser i would say that's a different romantic tension I, I, I and guess, sexual tension are two maybe. very yeah, fine because you could tell she was very sexually attracted to him but as she was saying with the other guy she's like i'm having the best time with him but there isn't that feeling and you see her with blake and you see her with garrett having those like more, moony-eyed stars yeah. and they don't care if they're making out as much as they're just spending time together and i feel like for jason she'd happily make out with him and she'd happily like go on a yeah. friend date but there isn't that need yeah, for yeah. her to touch him and like be close and like a romantic cuddly way so much so as yeah. a she's either making out with him or they're doing yeah, and their own she, she didn't see a future she just saw i guess you know friendship friendship yeah so that's you know that's, you can talk about being with him for a long time but you can't picture you know picking up drapes with him and yeah that's a big step so yeah and i think that edit kind of leads the way to him being a decent bachelor and i think he's also just a good fun guy that probably he seemed like has a good person enough. yes he, he'd be good i think he's 
probably not as good as Will's. He's a little bit louder, which is, I guess, a little bit better. But it's I, I think he's 1A to Will's being 1. Yeah, I would so. say the only thing that would put me in Jason's court at all would be I really want one of the girls, if he's the bachelor, to touch his hair and then report back on what it feels like, greasy or helmet. Yeah, I, I'm sure that would be a thing that happened on the show because his hair is definitely a conversation it's a starter starting. Um, so there's definitely that. Uh, but yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. And, you know, if Will comes off as boring in Paradise, then, you know, that might hurt him and that might give Jason enough wiggle room for him to step up. But I, we'll see. I just hope that Will finds love, whether it's on Paradise or whether it's as the next yeah. candidate on The Bachelor. I hope they all find love. Everyone deserves love. They do. Yeah. Um, so I think let's wrap this up with one final question. This was your first ever season of The Bachelorette. It was also recently your first ever season of The Bachelor. What do you like more? Okay, so I might be slightly biased. Sure. I would say The Bachelorette is my favorite. Or Bachelor. Bachelor is my mm-hmm. favorite. Because women are more interesting than men in terms of there's a lot of toxic masculinity, which I've brought up before, and mm-hmm. a lot of things that go around where men don't talk about their feelings as much as women do. And you can see on The Bachelor, at least the woman, like mm-hmm. being able to really talk about their connections and their feelings. And even when they're upset that, you know, there might be another person there, they're able to kind of like yeah. form, I think, closer bonds with each other than some of the men have been able to on the show, or at least that we've seen. Like they're okay yeah. with being super physical with each other. We get to see like their friendship yeah. be as important. Like even when they say goodbye, you see half the time the girls are crying, not so much as because they're leaving The Bachelor candidate, but because they're leaving their best friends. And you don't get as much of that from the male candidates i 100% agree um i i will mention that some of the the contestants from this season um mainly wills leo jason uh and uh colton they've been like tweeting at each other they, they're, they're definitely friends yeah they're... Uh, and all that stuff you know at least it seems that way online so like there's definitely like these friendships being formed however I just wish we saw it more, and I don't know if that's an editing thing or just uh, how they related to each other while on the show versus after the show. But also more just with what you said, women are just more entertaining, you know, or I don't know, there's no toxic masculinity. It's a little bit more of a catty energy. Yeah, and a a lot of that cattiness. frankly is more entertaining to watch than guys, you know yell and come at me bro back and, and forth there's also a lot more even though there are times where the girls will sabotage each other because someone's always got to sabotage the other person you see it in both the bachelor and bachelorette yeah. there's also more of an atmosphere yeah. of like girls supporting girls will share dresses will have that kind of like compatriot sealer even if we're competing against each other until we get close mm-hmm. to like the final two you can tell they want each other to look their best and do their best unless one person is immediately pissing them off and i feel like for the men there's a little bit more like her competition her that you won't necessarily see yeah for the women no, and you're, also you're... I'm, I'm a little gay so women are better well sure why not uh cool Thank you for joining me on this podcast. Thank you for having me. Uh, we will, uh, or Esther, you'll be back very soon, um, probably after the first episode of Paradise, to, I guess, wrap the the last remaining wrap-up of the season, talk about Mentel and uh, who she does pick, even though we think it's probably going to be Garrett. I'll put my hat in the ring for Garrett. Um, we'll talk about that uh, quickly and then uh, preview Paradise and talk about the first episode. So that'll come out probably in 
you know, after the first episode of Paradise. So uh, stay tuned for that. And uh, yeah. Cool. Thanks Signing for listening. Oh, yeah. Also, uh, all the stuff for the podcast. Subscribe, uh, listen, you know, download, share, uh, like, all that stuff. We're on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play. You can find our social media on Twitter and on Facebook. So do all the stuff that you do with those things. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening. See you guys. Bye.